but I do remind myself it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to be down and be frustrated and feel like, you know, helpless. It's okay to feel that. And I think that we need to welcome those feelings, but we don't need to let them outstay their welcome. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. My name is Emily Feichels, and I started this page to inspire, educate, and empower any who listen. Like most people, I'm a curious soul and love to chat with my guests on all things health, wellness, spirituality, entrepreneurship, and so much more. I hope you'll stick around for a time or two, and with that said, let's thrive. Hi there, and welcome to the Let's Thrive podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and... Each week, I release these episodes hoping to inspire, educate, you know, just kind of give you something to tune into, and hopefully you take something away from each episode. I appreciate you, whether you've been here from the beginning or you're brand new, and yeah, I just wanted to put that out there. (laughs) I also wanted to admit that sometimes these intros just don't come to me. For instance, this is my fourth time trying to record this one because it's a Friday, And my brain is just kind of not here with me, if you know what I mean. And I'm sure you know what I mean. It's like that brain fog before the coffee, but I don't really drink coffee. So yeah, I mean, it's it's just a struggle. And that's when I lead to rambling like this. Let's see. I'm just, you know, I'm just going to give some life updates because I feel like I haven't done that in probably, oh, like four weeks. I just got back from a trip to New York City. That was such a blessing. As with all travel, it brings up a lot of emotions, so yes, it was fun. I ate vegan ice cream five times in two days, don't judge me. Uh, (laughs) I did lots of walking, got acupuncture, went to my first soul cycle class, stayed in a really sketchy area, but that's okay. And so it was obviously wonderful, but it did bring up a lot of emotions for me. And wow, I just realized this will connect to today's episode. So hang with me. I promise there is a reason behind the story. Anyway, so some of the emotions that New York City brought up for me are just the feelings of, you know, self-doubt and what the hell am I doing with my life? You see, when I'm in New York City, I obviously enjoy my time there, but I'm also very aware of the fact that I'm privileged that I was able to go at that time because yes, I do not have a full-time job and, or wait, yeah, no, I do not have a full-time job, and no, I am not in school full-time, and so yes, I am able to go there and on the spur of a moment trip and just enjoy my time, but, you know, I'm there, and I'm walking around all these students and all these people hustling to their jobs and working, like, you know, these crazy hours, and it's New York City, the city of hustle and bustle and getting, getting things done, And there I am, just kind of moseying around, eating my way through New York City and enjoying myself. So obviously, my ego and the mind comes in and says, what are you doing with your life? What are you doing? You're not doing enough. You need to figure things out. You need to have a plan. You need to have structure. You need this, this, this. And the mind chatter just won't quit. And, you know, then that kind of leads me to realize like, oh, I'm lonely and oh, like, I don't feel like I have purpose right now, and oh, this, and oh, that. And so it's kind of like this constant struggle of you're sitting there in the sunshine enjoying your vegan ice cream. I I am. This is me. And I'm so happy. And then 10 minutes later, I'm walking down the street amongst all these business people, and the thoughts just come crashing in of, you know, I'm, I'm not good enough. Like, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I here in this moment right now? Like, what am I trying to learn? And that's what I had to do each time is step back and say, what is this teaching me? Well, it's teaching me that I have a lot of shit to work through if I'm still having these thoughts. I mean, it's been a year now and I, I know that I, you know, don't know what I want to do. I'm working towards it and I'm picking up little life lessons and passions and tidbits of advice and wisdom every single day. I just don't know what I want to do. And so I'm figuring that out. And something about New York City just brought that to the surface so much. And it's funny because I didn't even realize how that related to today's episode, but it truly does. When I had my friend Abby Harris of the Instagram The Running Carrot on, we are actually very similar. And not only our gut health journey, which is something we talk about, but also the fact of, 
you know, she's kind of, she's doing the same thing I'm doing. She is at home and just kind of living life. She's taking this time to heal her body, something I'm doing as well, and she's just working for what lights her up. And that's exactly what I'm doing. And when we were talking, I just remember feeling so validated isn't the right word, but just feeling like seen, understood. Like, oh, this is someone who understands the pressure of, you know, society to have a normal job or have normal schooling or not live in your parents' home. But sometimes, you know what, that's what we have to do to heal our bodies, to find our purpose, to find our passion, and to find that path that's right for us. And I can't believe I didn't connect the two goes to show where my brain is. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, today's guest, Abby Harris of The Running Carrot is truly a light. She just made me laugh so much on the day we recorded this and texting with her just feels like texting with myself. We are literally so similar. It's hilarious. Uh, But yeah, so we just, I think Abby is a perfect example of how you can thrive, truly thrive, with gut issues. I mean, when you listen to her story, she has, she's gone through the gamut. And, you know, there is a difference. I know I've had guests on before, like Nat Kelly, who is someone with ulcerative colitis. And like, yes, there is a big difference between the gut issues we're talking about today and the gut issues, you know, associated with something like UC. But everyone's struggles, you know, deserve their own, (laughs) own momentary, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, everybody's struggles deserve to be seen. There we go. So, you know, if you're someone listening with UC or Crohn's or, you know, something similar, and, you know, maybe this conversation just doesn't hit home with you, I apologize. But, you know, there are just as many of us suffering from gut issues, you know, whether they're diagnosed or not, that today's episode will really hit home with. So, Abby shares her health journey, uh, starting out with, you know, some disordered eating habits that a lot of us can relate to and how this led into her gut health journey which has really taken up you know a majority of her time and her life of late and it's a long story we talk about you know being your own advocate finding your own doctor that works for you and what tests you know to really look for she doesn't tell you what tests to get but she tells you which ones really helped in her diagnosis, and maybe it's something you've thought of, and maybe this is a sign, who knows. And we discuss, you know, adrenal fatigue and thyroid issues, the power of different healing modalities such as infrared sauna and routines and meditation. I bring up these things called binaural beats that are so interesting. I'm not going to try to describe them though. Just do yourself a favor and look them up. And, you know, we discuss Abby's ebook. She's She launched a bit ago. And it's like the ultimate gut-friendly recipe guide. It has low FODMAP, low histamine, savory, sweet, nut-free, banana-free, whatever you need for your gut. It's not saying that one food is bad or one food is good. She just has a lot of gut issues, so she made a lot of recipes that can span all sorts of issues. I just absolutely love that. And she is such an angel. She gave you guys, the listeners, a discount code to get 30% off the ebook. So you go to Abby's site at therunningcarrot.net and use the code Let's Thrive, all lowercase, for 30% off of her ebook. That is a freaking good deal. I actually told her that was like too much. Like she she did so much work. Don't give off that much. Like you you deserve more for your work. And she was so insistent. She just wants you guys to try it out, to find it, and make an improvement on, you know, your gut health. So that was so nice of her. We also discuss a bit of histamines in here, if that's something that's popped up in your life recently, I know it has in mine, and just how she's adapted all of these gut issues and all of these struggles to make a lifestyle that works for her, which is truly beautiful. So you can find her on her on Instagram at the running carrot, and you can find me on Instagram at thrive underscore on life. Tag us if you liked today's episode, let us know your thoughts, and as usual, If you're feeling called to, go ahead to iTunes or Apple Podcasts and leave a rate, review, even subscribe, and that way the episodes are always in your little area waiting to be listened to, especially 
when I occasionally release these sneaky bonus episodes. So that way you'll always know when one is first coming out. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. We have a new ad popping up from a sponsor I absolutely adore. And yeah, I just hope you guys take something away. Let me know your thoughts. So without further ado, let's jump into a quick ad and then this episode with Abby. Okay, who likes to snack? And who likes sweets? If you answered yes to either of those, then listen up. I found my new love, and it's in the form I never expected it to be. Dates. That's right. Julie's dates, to be exact. Now, this may seem dramatic. Love at first sight. Who really believes in that? But I promise you it's true with these plump and delicious dates. So, what's so good about them? Well, the quality of these are so important, and let me explain why. Julie's is a California-based company bringing you the highest quality dates that are perfectly sweet and 100% organic. Their dates grow in nutrient-dense soil and lots of California sunshine to grow the best dates I ever have tried. The size is phenomenal, the taste is delicious, and the added benefits of fiber, magnesium, and potassium make these the ultimate date, snack, or dessert. I like to eat mine in a variety of ways. As mentioned before, as a quick snack or an easy dessert, I'll slice it open and smear some peanut butter or tahini on it and maybe add some chocolate chips. So good. You can also bake with them. I have a recipe on my blog for tahini chocolate chip muffins that you make in the blender because they're 100% sweetened with these plump and delicious dates. Now, if you're ready to try these out, simply visit them online at www.julies.com. That is J O. O-L-I-E-S, or their Instagram at Julie Dates, and use the code THRIVE20 for 20% off your order. That's right, all lowercase THRIVE20 for 20% off your order. Now let's jump back into today's episode. Okay, cool. Yeah, Yeah. that works. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Yeah. So I wanted to start out by asking you, like, how long have you had your account now, do you think? So I actually started the running carrot um, when I was a senior in high school. So I think that's been about four and a half years ago, which is so crazy to say because I just graduated college and like adulthood is here. But um, yeah, about four and a half years ago. And I and I honestly started it just because I was like really into nutrition and I just wanted to kind of use it as like a daily diary, I guess. And then it just kind of like blossomed into what it is now. And I, I like to call it like my journal. I honestly, I share, I'm really open about my life and I share what I'm going through, um, what I've gone through in the past. And then I also share like yummy recipes and, and all that jazz. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I was thinking about our interview last night and I was trying to think back to when I first found you and I realized it was when I was in high school. So probably like two years ago and I found you on my like personal account. So, you know, I never really commented or anything because it was just like my personal account, like with all my friends. And then it was so funny because probably like six months ago, I'm just coming up on like a year of having my own like health wellness account. And it was probably six months ago that I found you on that account. Like I found you again. I was like, Oh, I forgot. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Right. It's kind of crazy because you'll like see somebody and then you'll come across them. Like, I don't know, like a month or two later and you're like, Oh my gosh, there they are. Like, what are they up to now? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So it's just been like fun to catch up on everything and get back in the swing of things. Yeah. That being said, would you like to introduce yourself, give the listeners an idea of who you are and, you know, maybe you can start sharing your health journey and just get the ball rolling, I guess. Okay, cool. So I'm Abby. I just graduated college in May and I started really getting into the health and wellness world six years ago that's when kind of, I guess my health journey started. I just wanted to, you know, treat my body better because I have not eaten the way that I eat now. Like my whole life I ate, I mean like pop tarts, toasted strudels, pizza rolls, like all that. I was all about it. Um, and I was like, I really just want to treat my body better. 
and I started eating right and um, exercising. I joined like the track team and cross country. And that was honestly one of the best things that I could have done for myself. Um, I, Cause I made like a great group of friends and, um, but also at the time it kind of spurred me into a eating disorder. And I think that's super easy for anyone who's starting to get into um, just health to maybe take it to a bit too extreme. And that's exactly what I did. And I became like so obsessive over it. And um, here I am going into college. I'm going away from my family. And um, that's when it kind of got bad. So anyway, I was super in denial about where I was at. And it took like my mom pulling me aside. And she was like, Abby, like, I'm really concerned about you. You don't look good. And it was kind of crazy because at that point, I had started to feel uncomfortable in my own body. Like again, so I, you know, when I weighed 30 pounds more, I was uncomfortable in my body. I lost the weight and then I was still uncomfortable in my body. And I was like, I just want to be happy. And I will never forget. So I created my Instagram around this time. And it has been like a huge pivotal point in me, like find what it means to truly be healthy and people like Jeanette Ogden shut the kill up really inspired me because she was just living her life and I could tell that she was really happy and I was like I want that that's what I want and so honestly like being in this Instagram community truly helped bring me out of that and so I'm now able to share what I've been through and then also kind of like where I'm at right now with you know my whole gut and all that, which we can get into for sure. I don't know if that kind of answered the question. (laughs) Yeah, that is absolutely perfect. And I couldn't connect more. I think a lot of people can in that, you know, I think Instagram does get a bad rap and there are some things about it that are not the greatest, but it is pivotal for so many people's journeys. I never knew that like orthorexia and obsession with the healthy, like what you were describing, I never knew that was a thing until... I started my Instagram, I started listening to podcasts, and that changed my life. You know, for the past like year and a half to two years, I've been trying to come out of that. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing until I found a community. And I think also what you said is, you know, when you share on Instagram, sometimes it's hard, you know, and you're open and you're vulnerable, but it's kind of like once you put it out there, you have to own your shit. Like, if you say, like, I'm moving over these food fears and stuff like you really have to because otherwise like someone's going to call you on your BS and it's kind of like a accountability, but in a good way, like it's accountability for change and for improvement and like taking back your life and that freedom. So I, I love that. Yes, for sure. And I wanted to add putting it out there. It lifts this huge weight off your shoulders. You feel like I don't have to hide this anymore. It's out there. And then you realize, wow, I'm really not alone. So many other people are either going through it, they've been through it, and it's a super comforting thing. And I think through that, we're able to find even more healing. Oh, certainly. I, yeah, I mean, I just, I always felt so alone in my issues, you know, and I come from a small town. I'm not like a city person and I had no one to relate to in my hometown community. And then I got on Instagram and suddenly, you know, I have all these friends who, you know, they check in on you, they're DMing, texting, you meet up in real life. Like it is just beautiful. And it's true what you said, like it is so much more healing process involved. So in this time, then you mentioned your gut health. So when does that start, you know, maybe coming into the picture and grabbing your attention, enacting change? Okay. So as I mentioned, I came out of this eating disorder and I truly believe that the damage I did to my body through that is a big contributor to my gut health or my, my gut issues. And um, so it was about last summer, I was going into my senior year of college and I noticed that my food sensitivities were getting really bad. And I had been lactose intolerant and shellfish was kind of iffy, but 
now is like I was eating gluten and I noticed that the next day I'd wake up and I'd have a rash on my face and I would get brain fog. I was always tired, super bloated. And I wish I could like insert a picture right here. I have shared it on my Instagram, but I look like I'm six months pregnant and I'm not <laughs> like it's crazy and I, I was miserable I was so uncomfortable in my own body and my my parents were like okay we're gonna get this figured out and um so I first I went and saw an allergist let's just see what my food allergies are and then he wasn't really a lot of help and then I went to a GI doctor and we can totally talk about Western medicine and all that jazz because I have a lot to say. Um, I definitely, it's a gift, but it's also a curse. Um, and I can get into that a little bit if you want me to. Yeah. yeah. If, if you want to now. Yeah. Like just go for it. Okay. Let's, let's for do it. it. So I went to my GI doctor and I mean, he's in there with me for about like 15 minutes. And, you know, if you don't go in, um, really like prepared and knowledgeable, um, you're not going to get the help that you need because at the end of the day, so he was like, let's run some tests. Let's do an endoscopy, a colonoscopy, all this jazz. I was like, great. He comes back and tells me, oh, everything's fine. You just have a bad case of IBS which that's bullshit because IBS is such a huge um, like umbrella term. Like so many people are misdiagnosed and I was, I was one of them. And so he told me like, here's some medication, take it. And you know, that should help. And <clears throat> while I believe that medicine, Western medicine is like a piece of the pie and can be so, so helpful and beneficial to people. It's, definitely just seen as like the the only piece of the pie and so many people they just well doctors just spot treat you and they don't look at the body holistically and so that was another issue um several months go by and I'm like miserable and it drove me into like a darker place and I'd already been struggling with anxiety from college and being pre-med and all this stuff. Um, and I just was like, I'm so over this. And I started going out a lot and drinking and that doesn't help. <laughs> it doesn't help my gut. And that doesn't help like my mental health either. <laughs> and um, so then I come home at Christmas and my parents were like, we're going to find you a naturopathic doctor, somebody who is into the holistic medicine and because we had a friend who had gone through the exact same thing that I was going through and they went to a naturopath and he truly healed him. And so that gave me hope. And, you know, fast forward, I, I go to my naturopath. I mean, my first appointment with him was probably like two and a half hours long because I mean, he had the time to sit down with me and talk about, my symptoms, what was going on. And I was able to give him this whole backstory and, and everything. Um, I do realize that that is a huge, huge gift and privilege that I have to, that I have a resource like that to go to. Um, cause unfortunately like insurance and all that jazz doesn't cover it. Um, which I'm hoping that that's changing. It's in the works, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of like where it all started and whatnot. Okay. Yeah, that makes complete sense. And I'm the same as you where, it, you know, it was just years of bouncing around from, you know, my family doctor, maybe like a more of a specialist doctor. And they wouldn't even do those, you know, like like the scop scopies and everything like that. Mm -hmm. It was just more so, you know, like telling me it was stress. Is it stress? Yes. But it is stress from something else. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I talk with so many people and I'm sure you have too about how frustrating it is with insurance and healthcare. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard because you're already going through so much and then you have to put forward, you know, like sometimes you know, like hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars yeah. to mm -hmm. do these things. 
And then they come back sometimes and they tell you, you know, either they found something or they haven't, or they're suggesting lots more testing, lots more money. And yeah, it, it takes a toll, you know, mentally and financially. And oh, it's such a journey. But so, you know, so then once you went to the natural path, did they find, like, what did they find? What did they tell you? Where'd you kind of go from there? Okay, so he wanted to run several tests. So he wanted to check my intestinal barrier, kind of see, is it healthy? Is it the way that it should be? Because it's supposed to be, you know, thick and um, it, it blocks out like the toxins in our body and the keeps bad bacteria out and whatnot. So let's check your bacteria growth. So I did a SIBO test. I did the intestinal barrier test, which was a stool test. So super glamorous, I know. Um, and then he did a food sensitivity test, but this was like antigen specific. And I get a lot of questions about, you know, how your what tests did you have done on all this stuff? That is one thing that I really, really recommend, even though I'm, I'm not a medical professional, but the antigen specific food test really changed everything because I mean that tests for sensitivities like over a duration of time because a lot of times if we have a food allergy or whatever it may not the issue may not manifest until like a week or so later and we think it's something else um so that was super helpful test and I forgot some of the other ones but those were the big ones that I had and he put me on a super strict diet and oh my God, it was awful. I thought I, I was like dying. I know I'm being so dramatic, but I was like, I don't think I can do this. I'm literally eating like five foods and this is, and I couldn't have coffee and I'm like a coffee fiend. Like, oh my God, I was really struggling. And I actually, I, I was getting down about it. I was like, oh my gosh, I just feel like throwing myself a pity party, but I, I was like, no, Abby, if you want, if you want to get better and you want to find true healing, like you got to get your mind in the right spot. And I totally believe in the law of attraction. You know, if you think those, those positive and those, those happy thoughts, like they will come to you and they will find you. I was like, I got to get in the right headspace. And I know that this is going to work. And, um, so I really just kind of like flipped that, that switch. And, um, for 30 days, I, basically ate low FODMAP, but it was like super extreme. And if anybody like listening has eaten, I don't know if you've had low FODMAP, been on low FODMAP before. It's not the best. <laughs> and like you just miss so much. But anyway, so I did that and then I got my test results back and he told me like, well, it turns out you have, you don't have IBS. And I was like, okay, that's, that's good. He's like, but you do have leaky gut syndrome. And um, so my intestinal barrier is just super weak and the toxins are going out into my body. And I had like a systemic overgrowth of candida. And like that was even like affecting my brain, which we like weird. <laughs> um, and then a list of food sensitivities and whatnot. And so once I got those answers, it was so hope. Like I was so hopeful. Like the, this is the root. Now we can, I can have a personal like healing plan to get me healthy again. And so I've been on supplements. I rotate them out because your body does get acclimated to them. So that's one thing that we change up. I did low FODMAP for probably three months and right now I'm kind of in that reintroduction phase, but I can, I can tell you like my life truly has changed for the better. Um, when I finally got those answers and I'm not the girl that I was a year ago, <laughs> I can like, I'm so much happier. I think, you know, with gut issues, you mentioned before the brain fog. And I think that the biggest thing, a lot of us, you know, it's, Sure, physically we are uncomfortable. Sometimes we're in pain, but also, I mean, it is hard mentally and emotionally. And I was talking with this to someone the other day about how it, it is like an emotional struggle to go out in public knowing you look six months pregnant because your blow is so bad. It is mentally a struggle to just, you know, have that brain fog, have the confusion, the lack of focus, and, you know, also the mentality of, 
like your body, like you might be okay. I, I think gut issues, what I'm trying to say is I think gut issues can so, can affect like our body image so much because you're not seeing your body as it is. Like you're not appreciating it. All you can see is the fact that your stomach, I'm like looking down at my stomach right now because it's bloated. Like all you're thinking about is like, oh my God, my stomach is so big. Like I need to work out more. I need to eat. like all this stuff. And it just is such a mind fuck. Like I just. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. I completely resonate with that. And like my body has changed so much in the past year. And I like, sometimes I cry about it. I'm not going to lie. I cry about it. And I tell my mom, like, I'm just so frustrated with my body because, you know, I have a lot of good days, but I also still have my bad days where I don't feel good. I'm bloated. And I've really like, I'll have really bad body image days because I mean, truth, the matter of the fact is like, I have gained weight. Um, and I know people like, Oh, you look healthy though. Like my dad, my dad will tell me, I, I think you look healthy. Like you look good. I'm like, dad, but it's just like messing. I don't know. It's just messing with your mind. And because my body doesn't look the way that it used to, but also doesn't feel the way that it used to. And I think that's kind of like where I have to take, take a step back and like refocus. Like I know that my body is in a much better place, like internally. And I may not like the way that it looks externally, but I'm going to love her anyway, you know? Yeah. And like you said, it's, I mean, it is a progress. Like the, the more mm-hmm. you heal your gut, the more it'll, you know, get better. And I'm similar to you in that, you know, I had like the leaky gut. And then because of that, like, you know, I had, it just plays into everything. Cause then I was lacking so many essential vitamins, minerals, mm-hmm. you know, like my levels were so low, the fatigue was horrible. And yeah, I started to put on weight and, you know, I think it was kind of my body's way of saying like, like it was lacking those minerals, vitamins, nutrients that needed. Mm-hmm. So it's like goes into protect mode, starts like holding on to weight. Mm -hmm. And it's frustrating because I know like you don't change anything. You just know that your freaking gut's not accept, not, you know, taking in all the stuff. Like it's so frustrating. (laughs) It is. It is. Um, I forgot. Oh, I was going to ask you, Mm -hmm. did you have like adrenal fatigue? Yes. My, yeah, yeah, I had, so I had, um, I, I feel really bad for myself. <laughs> like, no, I don't feel bad for myself. Pity party. I just mean, I wish right. I could go back and give myself a big hug and say, you are not like crazy because, you know, for the longest time I pushed my fatigue aside and thought this is, you know, this is what's causing it. Like, I'm just not working enough. I don't have enough motivation. Turns out I had like adrenal fatigue. Um, okay. Yeah. So my hormones were like in postmenopausal stage. Um, I had like the adrenal fatigue yeah, I so then I had like super low iron and think like vitamin D, and then um, also I have like a chronic infection, so my body was like constant inflammation mode and constantly like fighting off. You know, it's like it's 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 attacking itself constantly for the past year and a half now. So my body was just like shot, and you know I'm I'm slowly starting to like build up energy again. I had to reintroduce meat like into my diet, which was like a big, like, it just hurt my heart, but I've, I've done it for like three weeks now. And my energy has just like skyrocketed so much that I just know I need it right now. You know, I must need it. But yeah, it's so, so you had the adrenal fatigue too then, I guess, or. Yeah, I did. And I, I, I was like, you. I pushed it aside. I was like, I'm just being lazy. I need to just forget it, drink more coffee. <laughs> like I'll be fine. And no, like my core. Okay. So, you know, when you have really bad anxiety too, on top of it, which I, I did, my cortisol levels were sky high and your body can only maintain that for so long before they just plummet. And then your body is not making um, enough of that hormone and therefore adrenal fatigue. And so, um, it's something that I've like the past several months, I took a step back from working out. I love, you know, high intensity cardio stuff, cycle, running, all that. I had to really check myself and be like, I, I know I love it. And I love the high that it gives me, but my body can't take it right now. And that 
that I'm so proud of myself for making that decision because sometimes healing requires us to make those difficult decisions, but in the end, like we're going to be a lot better. And so I haven't been working out really for the past, hmm, I mean, this is recent, like two months and my body hasn't changed, you know, like surprise. (laughs) And I've heard that so many times I've heard people be like, yeah, I haven't worked out in like two months and my body hasn't changed. And I was like, I just don't believe that. But that, <laughs> but now here I am and I'm like, okay, I believe it now. Like, I promise you, your body will not change. And I've just been, I go to the infrared sauna and I walk and that's what I do. And it's been super healing in that way. Um, and I haven't actually shared this on my Instagram yet. So you're getting the first scoop. Um, but I'm actually having some thyroid issues right now. Um, and that's kind of scary because I healed my leaky gut because my doctor's like, it's healed now. You don't have it. Um, yay. But now he's like, but I think you have some thyroid issues because I have super low T4 levels. So hypothyroidism and, um, that's kind of scary. You know, my mom and my grandmother both have autoimmune disorders and that's very genetic. And so for the past year, I've kind of been preparing myself for like, okay, I might like have an autoimmune disorder. Um, I'm going to be okay with it. But so yeah, this is just kind of like, you know, one, it feels like one thing after the other, but, um, you know, I'm just trying to stay positive and I'm just grateful that, I mean, my body does feel better than it did and it's in a lot better place than it was. So, yeah. Okay. I've got chills. Is your, so would that be Hashimoto's then? Yeah, he, I might have that. Okay. Um, so I, I got my blood work done, which by the way, they took seven vials of blood from me and I thought I was going to pass out. Like I'm good with getting my blood drawn and everything, but seven vials later, I was like, Oh my Lord, I don't think I should have driven. Um, everything was fine. I did not wreck or anything, but, um, I haven't gotten the results back for that yet. So I, um, go back like two weeks or something to get it. Um, I would love for, to just like get an answer. Um, but you know, with health, like, it could just be another dead end and we'll try something else, but I'm going to just keep the positive outlook, you know, as best as I can. But I do remind myself, it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to be down and be frustrated and feel like, you know, helpless. It's okay to feel that. And I think that we need to welcome those feelings, but we don't need to let them outstay their welcome feel them and then let them go. And, um, that's something that I've really learned over the past year is don't try to numb yourself in the feelings. Don't try to push them away, but welcome them and, and then just set them free. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah. And I went to explain the reason I had like chills is just because. Oh, oh my stories- God. I you. I'm so sorry. Oh. No, I'm glad you continue though because that helps explain what I was going to say is like we are just so similar so when I got all my blood work done too you know I had like the leaky gut um and then so just like all the deficiencies all that stuff and then I also had the low what is it the th4 right I think for well it was it was a precursor for like Hashimoto's and so I had that too. And he's like, okay, now that's something we might just want to keep an eye on so it doesn't develop. And then I had like two other autoimmune factors and I have, so in that, in all that right now I'm, I'm battling like chronic hep C, but once I get that, like hopefully cured from my blood, um, which that was a freak accident thing, but, um, they'll have to test for more like autoimmune markers. So when you said that you were like, kind of waiting for that answer now. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> that'll be me in like four weeks when they do all my retesting. And it's just scary. You know, like, like you said, health isn't something you can rush, but when it's like one diagnosis that can kind of change your life, 
and you're just kind of like suspended in the meantime, not knowing, you know, yes. what to do. It's so scary. <laughs> I feel like I'm in like limbo right now or something. I'm just kind of like, I don't really know what to do, but <laughs> here I am. <laughs> and I wanted to ask you too. So you mentioned you do yeah. the infrared sauna. Would, would you oh, mind yeah. sharing like your experience with that? Cause I know I DM'd you on Instagram, but I, I just, yeah. you know, I want people to be educated. I, I like to educate people so that they can form their yeah. own opinions, whether they want to try it or not. So would you mind sharing some of that? Okay. Sure. So I, um, I started going, I don't know, maybe like several months ago, because I know that it's very good for your body to um, sweat out the toxins. So if you have like SIBO or leaky gut or whatever, it's going to help draw those toxins out. And um, also, and this isn't like a proof, like I'm not a medical professional or, you know, scientist or whatever, but it, it is, they do claim that it can help like keep your metabolism going. So if you're struggling with like the adrenal fatigue or um, like a thyroid issue or whatever, I guess that can kind of help as well. But I really utilize it for the um, removal of toxins. Um, and I love it. I, I go, I don't know, maybe like four or five times a week. And there's actually one in my hometown that's like a pod that you lay down in and your head sticks out, which I'd never seen one like this. I'd always gone to the ones that you went in and sat down in, but I can tell you when I go consistently, you know, I don't experience the bloat that I have or the discomfort. And I don't, I don't know. It's weird. Like I don't, obviously I don't think it's like the magic, like remedy or anything, but it definitely helps. And it's super relaxing too. You go, I put in my earbuds and I listen to crime junkie because I'm obsessed with that podcast. <laughs> and then like, I just lay there for 30 minutes and it's great. So if you have the resources, I definitely would recommend trying it out. Um, you do need to go consistently though, to be able to really like notice a difference. Um, same with like, cupping or acupuncture or whatever, you know, you got to kind of be consistent about it. Um, yeah, that's kind of my experience with it. That answers the question. Yeah, no, it does completely. And then I also wanted to ask you, you know, mm -hmm. I think we all know the mind gut connection, what stress mm -hmm. and everything plays a role in it. So do you do anything, you know, whether it's meditation, breath work, any kind of mental practices to ground yourself and relieve that stress on the daily? Well, Yes, for sure. Um, one thing that I love to do every morning is like write down affirmations, just like three affirmations, maybe something that I specifically need that day. And I just will repeat them like three times. And it's good to have them throughout the day um, to remind yourself like, I'm worthy, I'm capable, or I'm healing, like whatever it is, that is that's been huge for me. I, in the mornings I do kind of meditate. I need to get better about it. Like I'll go through like waves, you know, it's like, I'll be really good about it. And then I won't. Um, but I think it's, it's so crucial to start the day with something like that. Um, with breath work or the meditation, the affirmations. Um, because when you get your mind right for the day, it, it just like flows. I don't know. Um, I definitely highly prioritize that. I will get up 30 minutes earlier than I need to, to make sure that I can do that. And like if crystals or anything like that, like is your thing, totally do it. Um, I love to cleanse my space. That's um, with Sage and Paulo, like not only does it smell good, but like it really, it, just that, that act of like, cleansing your space is just very releasing and um, highly recommend that. I love doing that. Yeah. And I think, you know, a, a bigger thing in whether you're doing meditation, breath work, journaling, cleansing your space, maybe you're pulling from a, an oracle or a tarot deck, or maybe you're just sitting in silence. It is about putting intention, you know, I think into something because when you put intention into something, you, you have to ground yourself. You have to get out of those thoughts. It's okay. Like thoughts will still come in, you know, and you know what? You just try to let them go. But I found for me at least, you know, and I've heard others say this too, that it's the intention 
of taking the, that minute, maybe it's 10, maybe it's 30 minutes for you, you know, and I'm the same way. I love getting my Palo Santo out and just like going around cleansing. And, you know, sometimes if I don't have time to meditate, I'll just put on, I think they're like the binaural beats, you know, like they're different frequencies that are supposed to kind of like sync to your brain waves of different types. I don't know. They're very interesting, very relaxing. Um, I actually found them through like Britt Berlin from the banana diary. Oh, yeah. Love her. I know. And hey, angel. <laughs> I know. She, she like showed them to me and I've been, I love them. They're just these amazing beats and frequencies and oh they're just supposed to, you know, like whether it's like one for like opening the heart chakra, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for focus, for wind down. And yeah, I think it's just like trying to find an intentional morning or evening or midday moment or so for yourself. So I love yes, that. 100%. <laughs> I'm going to have to check that out too. Yeah, no, I can, I can send you a link too. They're very, oh my God, yeah. very good. Love them. Highly recommend for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so one other thing that you've done, not only for your gut, but for the betterment of everybody is that you've created an ebook. So would you mind maybe talking about that? Like what's your philosophy behind it? And, you know, kind of like the recipes that people can expect from it. Sure. Oh my God. That was like one of the most fun projects I've ever done. So when I was put on the low FODMAP and I also have a histamine intolerance. So, which is kind of like not as, I, I don't know. I felt like I was the only one who had a histamine intolerance, which I'm not. <laughs> I was like, I want to make some, I want to have a resource for people that will be accessible at all times. That's affordable. And that makes just eating low FODMAP like enjoyable because when you get, you know, your short little list of the bird food that you can eat, um, you're just like, what am I like? How am I going to be set? Like, it just isn't as fun. So I wanted to create something that would offer people that, and it took a lot longer than expected. But um, I put so much time and energy and love into it. And I mean, I have savory, sweet recipes. I have nut-free, like banana-free. Um, one of my favorite recipes is my mug cake, which. <laughs> like spurred the whole, you know, ebook idea. And I have like this raw cookie dough fudge recipe. Um, like I had so much fun creating and trying all the recipes, obviously. Um, but people can find that on my website, the running carrot.net. Um, and it'll be up for like ever, basically. Um, the cart will always be open because I want that to be available to people. I'm really excited about it. And I just want to give you guys a little extra. So if you're listening, you can use the code Let's Thrive for 30% off. Um, so you definitely need to go grab it right now. <laughs> if you needed a sign, that was it right there. <laughs> Universal guidance, guys. Like, go get go get it. <laughs> exactly. Right now. <laughs> and we can all have a virtual bake party and make something from it. That would be the dream, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you got – there was so many – so much good feedback about it. Like, I – you know, whether it was the f- people with low FODMAP or people with histamine, mm-hmm. which, like you said, you know, there's a lot more. And I'm curious, like – could you talk a bit more about your experience with the histamine? Because that was something I was just, you know, like educated about about two weeks ago, because it's something that might be popping up for me. Um, But we'll see. So I'm just curious, like, what's your experience with that? And, you know, maybe explain, explain what happened for it. Um, I can't give like the scientific stuff, which I should be able to because I was a biology major um, and I am like sciencey, but um, I, I can't help help you out there. But for me, lo- high histamine foods or foods that um, promote the release of histamine, which the big ones for me were chocolate and like citrusy fruits and oh, I, I forgot some of the others, but all I know is chocolate was like my demise and I love it so much. So that was the hardest one to let go of. But when I would eat chocolate, 
I would get really bad brain fog. And the next day I would feel like I was hungover. It's the weirdest thing. Um, just from eating chocolate, like, I mean, even like a square, I would feel like that. Um, and so really it's just kind of like, I take this little supplement. It's like his Dow or something. Cause like histamine and like the Dow blockers, they're like, I don't know, they work together. And so this little thing, that little supplement or whatever kind of helps to break down the histamine, I believe. Um, but I'm happy to say I am eating chocolate again and it's lovely. Um, but if you are, if you think maybe histamine might be an issue, I would recommend going and looking up like high histamine foods and just when you eat those be soup, just like really get in tune with your body and see how you feel. And, um, I mean, it always like is good to, you can always like cut them out and for like a couple weeks and then reintroduce them back in and see how you feel. Um, that's honestly like how you have to do a lot of it is really just like trial and error and cut it, cut out the food for a little bit, reintroduce it. And if it's just not, if your body's not having it, well, we'll try again, you know, in a little while. Um, unfortunately, like it does take a really long time, but it's very much worth it. It was similar to me in that once I found the listing of high histamine foods or the like uh, promoting, they, you know, react to histamine, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like a big sigh of, oh no. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no, I think there might be something here, but I might just play it oblivious for a bit longer and then, you know, and right? then dive into it. But yeah, I'll be so in that. denial right now as I eat my chocolate. <laughs> yeah, this isn't affecting me at all or like the avocado or the strawberries. Like I'm fine. <laughs> but I will say, that is one, you know, when you have the mentality of like, oh my God, this is going to make me feel like shit. It will make it worse. I guarantee you. Um, that's not to like belittle like your feelings and whatnot or anything like that. But I have found when I reintroduce foods, I just need to be calm about it. You'd be like, you know what? Like, I hope that my body accepts this and I'm going in with like a positive mindset, but also, it's okay if it doesn't work right now, you know? So it's really, our mindset really is everything. Like, and I, one of the things I always say, especially like for anyone, I mean, no matter what you're going through, like gratitude is the only way through. And that has been my motto for like life now. Um, because if you can't, there's always something that you can find to be grateful for, like even on your darkest of days and, and gratitude really will carry you so far. A hundred. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, and even with something like a gut issue, I'll have days where I am so upset, you know, with what, with my gut, with whatever. And I'll just think honestly of my friends with like UC or with Crohn's. And I'm like, you know what? I am not in like curl up in the ball pain right now. Like at least I, I do not have that, you know, and theirs is going to affect them a lot longer than this little problem of mine ever will. And, you know, and yeah, I'm just even having gratitude for the fact that, you know, your body is functioning semi at least. And exactly. I love that. So like when you do get in a funk though, you know, maybe it's kind of an odd day off day. It's important to let the emotions out, you know, let them through, let them be there. But what are some things you do to like elevate your mood, kind of, you know, try to turn your mindset, something that you just kind of do to turn a day around? Okay. Well, one of the things that I thrive off is just being in nature, literally thrive. (laughs) 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 Nature is so calming and relaxing to me. And I mean, I'm a Pisces, so I find like so much beauty in like everything (laughs) and So I have to get outside. I need to go on a walk. I, music is like my meditation. I love, 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 love listening to music and finding new stuff. And so I'll just put in my earbuds, put on my playlist that I recently made, and then just go for a walk and like, just kind of let myself, I don't know, like walking outside just kind of lets my feelings flow out. And I just like, 
taken the beauty that's around me. That is so like healing to me. Um, that's it. But when I can't get outside, um, I'd say I probably like just do something like stupid and watch YouTube or Netflix. Like I love me some queer eye or anything like that. I mean, I love watching Jeffrey star, James Charles, all of Sarah Bass, like all these people on YouTube because they just like, I don't know, they give you a laugh and you just kind of like forget about what's going on right now. And it's just a good little, little reset. Um, yeah, even though that one's kind of stupid, like I, I love watching that stuff, taking a little break. There are so many people who say that when they need a break, you know, when they sometimes um, they'll just go to like, they call it like trash TV or reality TV because they <laughs> yeah. need the release. Like we cannot always constantly be on this journey of self-growth and development. And <laughs> like, no, not at all. Chill out and just mm-hmm. break, you know, take a break. and. Yeah. So many people have said that actually. So yeah, I mean, you know, if it works, like I'm the same way, I'll just dive into like a, you know, a fiction book and a good novel. Oh my God. Yes. Why didn't I think? Yes. Reading. I love reading. (laughs) Yes. That's a huge one. Like I, reading is so like therapeutic, um, especially like a good mystery. Oof. I love that. What's your favorite? What would you say is like your favorite book or like your top one or two? Ooh, okay. I have two and they're not mysteries, even though I just mentioned (laughs) mystery. Okay. What, like my all time favorite is the Nightingale by Krista, Kristen Hanna. Um, it's beautifully written. It's about like World War II, but oh my gosh, it is beautiful. Then the second one is Circe, which is like Greek mythology and just basically she's outcast from her family and it's all about just her finding herself and growing into herself and it's a beautiful book like highly recommend those two yes okay I'm going to check them out and I'll have them linked below so people can search them (laughs) Yes. yes so where, where do you see yourself going in like this next year? And I know that's a, you know, that can be a tricky question, but think of this as like manifesting, like you're calling in what you want to see. Oh yeah. In this next mm-hmm. year. Yes. Okay. Well, I actually, so I don't do the running, well, I kind of do the running carrot full time, but I also work for a date company called Julie's Dates and I need to get you some dates. Okay. Oh. <laughs> uh, I really do. Like they're the best they ever have. Um, anyway, I, I do the social media and marketing and whatnot for them. And I love it. And they're based in Santa Monica and the dream is to go out to California. So I'm seriously like manifesting hard right now. To, like get out there. I love it. I love it so much. So, I mean, I hope that in a year I'll be there, you know, um, I don't know. I'm back at home with my parents right now. Um, but I'm so grateful that they're welcoming, welcoming me with open arms. Um, so that would honestly be amazing to be out there. I really just hope that the carrot continues to grow and, um, it's not for the sake of just like a business model, but it's, I really had to do a lot of self-reflecting over the past several weeks. Um, because it's so easy to get caught up in the numbers and in the engagement and all that stuff. Um, and for the amount of like time and energy that we all put into our pages and our content and everything like that. And then really it doesn't, it doesn't show, um, in the end because I feel like it needs to be reaching more people or it should be reaching more people. So I've had to do a lot of self-reflect reflecting on that and just I really hope that my page um and like my message can reach more people and I'm able to connect with more um not just not for like the sake of a business but just because I want to just connect with more beautiful humans because I already have with so many and like that's just what I love I so much about Instagram is being able to talk um to everyone like across the world that's crazy you know so I know that was kind of like a all over the place answer but 
end up like basically in California doing what I love with all this health, social media, all that. Yes. No, I a hundred percent. I'm like laughing so hard because this is so weird. This past month I've been manifesting like nearly the same thing. So I, last year I withdrew from college and I've been home just trying to get my Mm -hmm. health on track, doing side jobs, trying to work on this. And Mm -hmm. come this fall, I was like, I still don't want to go to school right now. I want to try to figure shit out. But it's so Mm -hmm. funny because this past month, I just decided that like come January, once the holidays are done and stuff, I want to go to California. And so I've been like hardcore manifesting, like similar Uh to you. Like I just want to be out there and Mm -hmm. just, you know, see what happens, you know? And I think it's such a good place for like growth and transformation. So my God, yes. I feel it. Yeah. It's just like California, keep on building, like, you know, Uh doing what we love. And so I, I ship it and same. Yeah. Also with Instagram, it's hard. Like when, you know, like you're getting good feedback about something. So, you know, people enjoy it yet. Like, you know, the algorithm, it's the algorithm and you know how it goes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh the algorithm. Yeah. So it's like, it, right? Yeah, honestly, yeah. So it's just like finding that the community, I guess, too. But mm-hmm. exactly it's frustrating. So, where can people find you and your Instagram? And you know, and then that leads them to the ebook, which they can use. Let's thrive and save thirty percent on. And so, where all can they find you? <laughs> so you can find me on Instagram at the Running Carrots. And then on my website at therunningcarrot.net, not .com, but .net. Um, And I also have like LinkedIn because that's like an adult thing to have. So you can just look me up um, (laughs) on there and we can connect. (laughs) But yeah. Love it. I know. I still need to set that LinkedIn up. (laughs) My dad dad was like, Abby, you got to get more connections. Like he was like, you have five connections. That's that's sad. And I was like, okay. So I literally posted on my Instagram. I was like, Hey guys, connect with me on LinkedIn. (laughs) You never know. I guess you never know. (laughs) You never know. That's true. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have two rapid fire questions to, okay. Okay. Go. If you could meet anyone past or present, who would it be? Oh my God. How? Okay. Mm. So like a celebrity kind of? It could be anybody. We've had people say the first person on earth. We've had like mother Mary. We've had Taylor Swift. We've had Michelle Obama. Like we have had everybody. Some people have said their grandma, like it doesn't matter. (laughs) Okay. So honestly, I would love to meet Freddie Mercury the end. Hey, I love that. <laughs> you know, I love this question because it surprises me every time because they're people that yeah. I just wouldn't think of. But as soon as you say the name, I'm like, yeah, like I would want to question them. Right. <laughs> yes. I love, I actually just saw queen with my dad in Nashville Okay. and it was amazing. Um, Adam Lambert is actually like fronting them right now and he's like a queen already. Um, but yeah, Freddie Mercury, totally. He's such a legend, honestly. A hundred percent. Wow. That would be amazing. Yeah. I remember you going to that concert now. I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. so cool. <laughs> okay. And last one, if you, you've already given lots of good advice, but if you could scream oh. one piece of advice from the rooftops for all to hear, what would it be? That's a, that's a hard one. Um, just because this is like super pertinent to where I'm at right now. And it's something that I'm learning, um, that you can admire someone else's healing journey without belittling your own. You can be inspired by somebody else's journey without feeling like yours isn't enough. Um, cause it's all super personal and like, you just have to look inward. Oh, I just love you. Oh my gosh. Oh my God. I've never, no one has ever said anything close to that, but I absolutely love that. Wow. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Yeah. This this was so much fun. Oh my (laughs) God. 
Okay, I just want to remind you guys once more to find Abby's ebook. You can go to her site at therunningcarrot.net, use the code Let's Thrive, all lowercase letters, <laughs> to get 30% off of her ebook, which is such a good deal. I'm not joking. These recipes are next level amazing. Perfect for you no matter what gut issues you have. I guarantee it. Once more, a thank you to Abby for coming on the show. You can find her on Instagram at The Running Carrot. You can connect with her there. You can find me at thrive underscore on life. Let us know your thoughts on this episode. As far as the advertisements go, Julie's Dates are a company I just adore. Abby does the social media for them, and she's just such a doll. And, you know, when we are talking after the episode, I... I offered this ad slot because I just want to help share and promote a company that is starting out and doing such great things and provides such quality ingredients. So I really hope you guys check Abby out, check out Julie's, you can find me on Instagram, and if you really liked today's show, feel free to leave a rate and review on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or even subscribe, whatever sounds good to you. So thank you for listening and tune in next week for a very exciting episode.